0: Welcome to Let's Talk Austria, the podcast for the international community in Austria. Produced by Recom Relocation in Vienna. Your host today, Angelika Brenner-Zezelle, Partner and CEO at Recom Relocation in Vienna.
1: Welcome to our new episode Today I'm having coffee with a young and interesting lady, Anna, thank you very much for coming today.
2: Hello, thank you very much for inviting me. It's a pleasure to be a guest on your podcast. (laughs) Anna, you are from Russia, uh,
1: from the capital, from Moscow, and you are 20 years um, old, and you are still a student in Vienna, but not for
2: very much
1: longer, right?
2: Right, uh, so I'm finishing my studies in approximately one month. I'm currently writing my thesis. Congratulations! Thank you very much. But I would like
1: to go back a couple of years when you were still back home in Moscow. Um, Tell me, what was your life about uh, at this time back home?
2: So I was 17 when I graduated from school and I was thinking about going abroad for a long time at the moment but I didn't know what I want to do exactly so I was a bit lost in terms of my future plans.
1: (laughs) When did you start thinking of moving abroad
2: and actually why? Why did you want to leave? I was thinking about going abroad since I was... 10 or 11 i think Ah. because as i was 11 i went on a summer course to england and i liked it so much that i was so fascinated by the life abroad and i really wanted to go somewhere and study and how
1: did austria come into your mind why austria why not
2: united kingdom america i was Thinking about English speaking countries a lot, to be Uh honest, but then I thought I have a second language at school, which is German. I've been studying German since I was 10 or 11, so at the time when I was in England, I was beginning with German and I thought well maybe I could go to a German-speaking country because my English was quite good at that time already. So and you had two languages at cool You studied English as a
1: foreign language and also German as a foreign language.
2: Yes so English was from the beginning from the first year and then German came uh, to our um, sh- schedule um, when I was 10 or 11 yes Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so how would you say how was your German at this time well it was not that good I must say I was uh, at school and I was not really interested in German because I didn't know what I would need it for Mm -hmm. and throughout the whole time until up until the last year at school I had a pretty bad level of German Mm -hmm. I must say. Mm -hmm. So did you look for an uh, university in an English-speaking
1: country but it did not work out so you changed to a
2: German language country? Yes so I thought it would be a great opportunity to learn the second foreign language uh, much, much better. Mm -hmm. And I was uh, not sure which university I want to go to, but I was sure I want to study something with languages. Mm -hmm. And therefore, I was looking for different programs at different universities in Germany, in Austria. And then I saw the program in Vienna at the University of Vienna, and I liked it a lot. So what did you study? Transcultural communication. Mm -hmm. It's uh, at the faculty for translation. And I've been studying in three languages, Russian, German and English. You always have to register for three languages. One has to be your mother tongue and then German and one further language. Mm -hmm. How long did it take? It's been four years already, mm-hmm. and I'm currently finishing, mm-hmm. so full four years. Mm-hmm. But let's go
1: back when you um, were looking for the right university. How did you start registering at the university? Was it an easy process? and Did you need to send hundreds of different documents? How long did it take until you were accepted?
2: I think that application at the university was not so difficult because there were not so many documents i had to gather it was like basic passport school graduation certificate and my language certificate so Mm -hmm. it's quite a short list you apply online so you can apply pretty much from all over the world and then you're just waiting for the acceptance letter Mm -hmm. and for me it took about three full months Mm -hmm. until i heard back from the university Mm -hmm. and i was really nervous during that time because i didn't know if i would get an answer at mm-hmm. all if I will be accepted or not so did you register at other universities
1: at the same time to just to have a backup no
2: not really <laughs> <laughs> maybe it was um, very um, I don't know it was very confident it was very risky of me mm-hmm. but I was sure that I don't want to study in Russia so I was not applying for any universities in Russia. So no backup at all? (laughs) No backup plan at all yes and in Austria I thought that one can apply only for one university and one program which is not true but I didn't know that Mm -hmm. at that time. Mm -hmm. So
1: you're very lucky you got accepted. What kind of German level did you
2: need to prove? At that moment, it was B2 level of German, but at the me- in the meantime, uh, the requirements got stricter, and now one needs a C1 exam. My German was not so bad as I graduated because I've been pushing through the last year and working on my German a lot, mm-hmm. but I didn't have a certificate at that time one can bring the certificate later when you're already in Vienna and you register at the university. So I took my German exam and knew that I actually have my B2 level only when I came to Vienna half a year later. Okay, so now you got the acceptance letter from the university what
1: was your next step? Um, somehow you needed to um, get
2: a residence permit for Austria. How did you, how did you start this this next step? I must say the first step, the university, was much easier than the residence permit because for that you need much more to present and i was really unsure which documents to collect what to bring because the information is really different online i was looking up the list of documents everywhere i could russian-speaking sources english resources also german i was trying to understand where the official requirements and it took me a while to collect everything so that i'm sure i have all my documents ready for the application
1: where did you go to where did you submit your application for residence permit
2: we have to submit it in moscow at the embassy and for me it was quite easy because i'm from moscow and i could just take a um, subway there and always there like in a half an hour
1: so you went to the austrian university brought hundreds of different documents
2: and then the next waiting period started right exactly and the residence permit took another three months and so the next nervous period <laughs> exactly that one was even more nervous because when you apply at the embassy it seems so official and you know the documents will be sent to austria and someone will be working on them there and it was really frightening i would say because you do not know what actually happens what is happening during that time and you're waiting for some updates but there are no updates at all was the Austrian embassy in Moscow some in some way helpful? I can't say that they were helpful because the first try I made to submit the documents has failed because I uh, it was I was missing what Batamar. <laughs> The first trial at the embassy failed because I was missing one document and the clerk at the embassy told us, well, it's better you come next day with this document, then you submit the application right now and then the document might be missing, the process will take longer. And also I didn't have a copy of one document and I found it really surprising that no one could make a copy for me at the embassy they told me no you have to make the copy yourself and as i had to come on the next day i was like okay fine i'll also make a copy of the document so what if i live three hours away from moscow you have to you come, come again <laughs> you come again yes exactly they're not the friendliest people working there unfortunately mm-hmm one is really nervous and you feel really lost but they're not supportive at all Mm -hmm, I would say mm -hmm. so if you will be coming to Austria be prepared that the embassy is not the friendliest place you will have to visit I guess no
1: matter where you're living
2: yes exactly (laughs) all embassies are (laughs) like that I suppose I've never been to another embassy but I can assume that it's Quite similar. Everywhere the same. Yes.
1: So how long did it take uh, from the day you submitted the application for the residence permit until you got
2: the permit granted? It was mid-November as I submitted the application and around mid-February I received the positive result, the letter from the embassy, so it took... Another three three months, months. yes. And the whole process from applying to university until I got my visa to travel to Austria took a whole half a year. Mm -hmm. So now you had the um, acceptance letter from the university.
1: You had the positive result of your application for the residence permit. How can I imagine the next step? The 18 year, how old were you at this time? I was almost 18. I was <laughs> so still 17. 17. Yeah. So a 17-year-old girl in Moscow just gets a flight ticket and came to Vienna and said at the airport, Hello,
2: here I am. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much like that. But I must say I was traveling together with my father so that he can support me during the first right. weeks there. Mm-hmm. And he stayed with me for one or two weeks Mm-hmm. in vienna but yes it's quite difficult you're a new person in a new city and you're still 17 so you do not know how an independent life a in new country works you do not know anything you do not know where to buy your groceries and so on so it's a bit overwhelming you are so brave <laughs> thank you
1: Uh, Anna, tell our listeners how much do you pay for the university in Vienna? So you are not Austrian citizen, Um, you registered. How much did
2: you pay per per year, per semester? So for us, the university costs around 750 euro for one semester. And per year, there are two semesters, so you pay around 1,500 euro. Mm In comparison to Austrians, you pay a lot because as an Austrian citizen, you pay around 20 euros for a semester. Mm -hmm. So it's almost for free. Mm -hmm. Um, How
1: did you find an accommodation? So I guess you had to uh, provide a proof of accommodation when you went to the Austrian embassy. Is this right?
2: Yes, exactly. So I had to have an accommodation even before i knew when i will be in vienna Mm -hmm. and i was looking for a dormitory online and i found a student's dormitory and it was in the 10th district of vienna and i didn't know anything about districts in vienna i was reading a lot i was trying to find the information but without being present in the city you can't really have an image of each district in the mm-hmm. in vienna mm-hmm. so i was there and was a bit different to the first district i've seen before um not so beautiful and maybe not so clean and nice so i was a bit surprised that not every place in vienna looks like the first district and the city center
1: So how difficult is that to um, provide a proof of accommodation when you're still back home and you even don't know exactly when you are going to, to be in Vienna? This is a very difficult, but it's, a, it's an, a request from the authority, right?
2: Yes, it's obligatory to show a rental contract. Mm-hmm. And the contract itself is not that difficult to get because you can find everything online Mm -hmm. and all the students dormitories provide information in English and you can contact them and ask them all the questions you have. But the difficult part is knowing the timeline. As you said, you do not know when you will be coming to Austria, but at the time you're signing the contract, you have to... The payment starts. The payment starts, and you have to fill in the exact date when you mm-hmm. will be arriving in Vienna and living there. Mm-hmm. So, as a student, as someone who is still abroad, you do not really understand why they require that mm-hmm. because the time the application is being processed is only dependent on the authority. And you have no influence on that. But they're asking you to provide accommodation as if you would know when you would be coming to Austria and as if it was not their responsibility. Mm -hmm.
1: Mm -hmm. What a jungle. Yes. So you you already said you knew the first district. Um, Have you been here as a tourist before? Or why did
2: you know the first district? I was in Vienna once before I moved here. Well, I was the second time here when I already knew that I have an acceptance letter for the university to just visit the city once again. But the first time I've been here um, was when I was 12 or 13. I was going on holiday with my parents and we had a flight change in Vienna and it was early morning and we just took a taxi to the city center right to the um cathedral on the main on the main place in vienna and we had a breakfast in a typical austrian cafe and then we walked around the city and i have had a pretty nice impression of vienna i found the city extremely beautiful and therefore when i was choosing universities I kind of had an image of the city in my mind and it was a really good impression as I said and therefore I would I thought well maybe I would give that a go and go to the city I've been to only once so because of a flight change you had a a
1: short breakfast in the first district and this has changed your life, and now you are living in this city.
2: <laughs> yes, I've never thought of <laughs> that a nice story. Yeah, I've never thought of that moment as something life-changing. Mm-hmm. But looking back to that time, I can for sure say that it had a great influence on my decision. <laughs> yes. So when you go back
1: um, to the first couple of weeks um, after you arrived in Vienna, what is what
2: was your first
1: impression of the city?
2: I still found it really beautiful and great. And I found people more friendly than in Russia. There is a stereotype that Austrians are not so friendly. But in comparison to Russians, it's really nice here. I found everything very comfortable and really convenient because vienna is much smaller than moscow and coming from such a huge city in vienna you feel like in a small town and all these streets are so narrow in comparison to moscow and always so surprised that you can get from one place in the city to another in i don't know like 20 minutes maximum and it's really convenient Mm -hmm. the public transportation
1: system is also very well um, developed it's you can easily go from one place to the other without using a car so how would you describe the austrians you said um you compared to to russian uh, the austrians are kind of friendly Um, What what else
2: would you say? How would you describe the Austrians? I haven't noticed much difference in people. Mm -hmm. I have both Russian, Austrian and also international friends here. And I can't say that Austrians are much different from Russians but for sure there are some topics I can only discuss with my russian friends Mm -hmm. which uh, people from another cultures wouldn't really understand Mm -hmm. but in general I find my Austrian colleagues and friends as nice as russians or even nicer and I'm very happy with the um, people I'm surrounded by here Mm -hmm. what was the biggest challenge for you I think that the biggest challenge was to find my own life here I have to explain it a bit Mm -hmm. I think Mm -hmm. Um, at the beginning you have no friends here well I didn't have any friends here maybe some people do I was new at the university it was still a new language for me because I have never spoken German before. Uh, it was just the school lesson. I used to speak in and in hand. Ja. So, it was only the school lesson where I used to speak, and therefore, it was quite challenging to understand the spoken language here. Mm -hmm. And also, there are other challenges in daily life, like having supermarkets closed on Sundays. Mm -hmm. I still hate it, I must say. And getting many letters per post, like Austrians or fans of. Paper and not so eco-friendly, I can say. So in Russia, we do not have so much post. So a recommendation for newcomers would be check regularly your mailbox. For sure, because (laughs) otherwise you will miss a lot of important information, I must say. And many deadlines.
1: (laughs) True, yes. So you also found a job um, during your study has this changed your life again? And how do you see business life in Austria?
2: Yes, for sure. The job I found has changed everything for me once again because I was really nervous what I would do here after my studies, how I would get a new visa, a new residence permit. And I was really worried worried if I can settle here and really become like a local here and feel myself at home and when i found the job i felt much more safe and i felt like there is a future for me here and that i can improve myself here in my career and i have not much to compare with um, in terms of business life but i must say that i'm still struggling with small talks, because Russians are not really used to small talks. We do not have small talks at all, I would say. Slowly, some people try to take some American traits and to start... Doing small talks, but in Austria, every meeting or every call begins with some kind of small talk, like asking how was your weekend or how are you doing. In Russia, if we have some kind of purpose and if it's business, formal communication, you just call someone and say, Hi, I just have a question. Can you please quickly help me? And you only speak about things you have to do and not about your weekend family and friends
1: so we start slowly right every conversation starts with a little small talk every meeting starts with a
2: little with a coffee and with a little small talk exactly Mm -hmm. and I got used to that in the meantime but I must say it's not a culture shock for me but i was still a bit surprised and i felt a bit uncomfortable at the beginning because mm-hmm. i didn't know how to act and all of this tiny cultural things are always very overwhelming for you at the beginning what was your biggest culture shock As I already said, I still didn't get used to supermarkets being closed on Sundays and generally cities like dying on Sundays. And I was always asking myself, well, what do Austrians do on Sundays? And then I realized they just rest. (laughs) They just stay at home and rest. In Russia, there is no such culture that you not do anything on the weekend you may go out you shop on Sundays and it's really difficult to get used to that and Mm -hmm. to plan your days differently and your weekends differently. Mm -hmm. Thank
1: you very much Anna for um, telling about your life in Austria And here is now my favorite part. It's the hotspot part. Every guest tells me uh, his or her favorite place in Vienna.
2: What is your hotspot? I was thinking for a while which place I should tell our listeners about. And I'm really into coffee. And I love exploring new coffee places in Vienna. And there are many famous coffee shops in the city center and i thought it might not be that interesting but i have a good recommendation of a coffee shop that's ambison <laughs> uh. <laughs> i have a recommendation of a coffee shop that's a bit uh, further from the city center it's in the 15th district i Think I'm not sure about the district um, the coffee shop is called Gota Coffee G-O-T-A and it's a really nice place it's really comfortable and beautiful and they serve great coffee and they have very good sweets and little tiny things you can order in addition to your coffee so I really recommend you to go there if you come to Vienna.
1: I have to check it out too because I don't know your hotspot. Uh, Thank you very much. Thank you for being here today. Thank you for your story. Thank you for your hotspot. Thank Thank you,
2: Anna. Thank you. It was a pleasure to talk about my experience and share it with our listeners. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye. Summary. Let me put together what
1: we have learned today. Check out the universities you are interested in and register yourself online. After you have received your acceptance letter, visit the Austrian Embassy and submit the application for your residence permit. Expect that the waiting time to get the acceptance letter will be around 3 months and the waiting time to get your student residence permit will be around 3 months too. Be aware that the beginning to start a new life in another country can be very challenging. Be aware that you get many letters sent by post and that everything will be closed on Sundays.
0: I hope you enjoyed the episode today. If you like our podcast, please recommend it to others. If you are interested in being a guest in one of the next episodes, please write us. Our email address is podcast at recom relocation.at. Maybe you would like to join our club Melange, meet new friends. We organize great and fun events such as Let's Cook Together or Let's Explore Vienna. We enjoy these events very much and we would love to welcome you to one of those. Check out the next upcoming events at www.recom-relocation.at. Our clients also love our culture awareness workshops presented by Martin Pei, the certified culture awareness trainer. Check it out and find out yourself what it means living in Austria and how weird the Austrians really are. Thanks for listening.